Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Asian Unfiltered from a different lens. Hey, it's Charlie here with Asian Unfilter on the Believe Podcast Network. Cultural commentary and a pandemic diary for you. For today's topic, we're going to talk about born on third base. Think they hit a triple. This is really common with a lot of cultures to where they take care of their kids quite a bit. Very prevalent and common in the Filipino culture, most Asian cultures. And the term coined was by Barry Switzer. But before we even get into that, uh, I really want to thank my sponsor, uh, Bet Online. You know, with the NFL season, that's done. I bet you guys wanted to bet against Brady, but if you did bet in favor for him, you probably made a lot of good cash. For me, I am a big NBA and MMA head with the UFC constantly year-round showing fights. The NBA is is really good right now because you don't know if the Lakers are going to be a clear-cut favorite. You know, Anthony Davis is out. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets looks like they will... Just completely focus on offense and not play any defense. But for game spreads and totals to like team players and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. It's an online casino. I guess a lot of the Vietnamese people, you see them at the Bombay Bicycle Club with that Asian squat smoking a cigarette outside of the City of Commerce. So go ahead, everybody. If if you're if, if you have a little bit of degenerate in you. Go ahead to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. So that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline is your online sports book experts. The topic that uh, I wanted to talk about is uh, being born on third base, think they hit the triple. So for some of you who don't follow baseball, there's four bases. When they say you're born on third base, you're pretty much there for the home run. You got one more base to hit. Or to slide into, and then boom, you ha- you haven't made. So this is for the ultra privilege to medium privilege, which I will go ahead and break that down. Basically, it's someone also who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth, but has the arrogance to think that their standing in life is because of their own doing. You, you're disillusioned. You think like, oh, well, I earned everything. But really, you haven't. I have, I have a set of friends. They're not privileged because I used to be friends with a couple of people where, you know, I mean, the, the uber privileged, like they, they have homes that were purchased for them or heavily assisted, right? And I've, I've worked with people like that, that I don't get along with them. And this topic I've been wanting to talk about in an evergreen method, obviously, because topically it could last forever, but... Mason in Ireland from ESPN, 710 ESPN, one of my favorite uh, shows, they were talking about this tennis player, uh, Pagula, about being rich and being born in third base, right? And one of the co-hosts, Michael Thompson, who is an NBA champion, played with the Lakers throughout the 80s, chimes in and gives us an, a unique opinion if it hurts or helps them being a tennis player, which is a competitive field, and coming from an affluent family. So here's Steve Mason. No, it's John Ireland asking Michael Thompson if that hurts or helps. 
the tennis player Pagula. But all the media is going to say, well, she doesn't want it as much as the other player. She didn't have to work as hard. Mm -hmm. Michael, does it help her or hurt her that she comes from money? Oh, it helps her because there's no pressure on her to win and make prize money. Totally disagree, Michael. Really? Why? Totally disagree. Why? Because when you come from nothing, and I won't say I came from nothing. I I mean, I was kind of lower middle class guy. Mm -hmm. You're hungry. Yes, but don't you, you understand? Need it, you but need it bad, right? Because she doesn't need the prize money to survive, so she could just go out there and play free and pressure free. Right, but it's the like there are certain people, like Kobe was like this. Kobe grew up the son of an NBA player. You know, you put Clay in this boat. Yeah, Clay didn't need to make it in the NBA to have a successful life. Right. You and you were already set yeah. up. Yeah, he already was. But cu- he, he was had a he cushy f- life for some reason. Clay had a drive to make it to the sure. NBA for some reason. Love this the, girl, yeah. Jessica Pagula, um, is you know had the drive to make it this far in tennis. But yeah. I kind of agree with Mace. I think that if if I look across the net uh-huh. and I'm playing a billionaireess, right? I'm thinking, come on, man. You've worked your whole life to get to this point, and you're going to lose to her? No way. But, I would but why in. wouldn't she be as hungry as the young lady who struggled she on the way up? She doesn't need it. So that's... Also, Steve Mason uh, piping in. And I personally feel, especially if it's a rich person sport, what do I mean by a rich person sport? I mean, you have to dedicate so much time to any sport, right? Whether if it's judo, jujitsu, basketball, football. But if you're involved in an equestrian type sport, right? Or even if you have that as a hobby, you come from affluence. Tennis, you have to credit the William family, Venus and Serena and their dad for making that sport open for people from all societal and economic backgrounds to participate in. Now, the Williams sisters, they are the exception, right? If you're from Compton or Watts from the 80s and the 90s, you don't think about tennis. You think about basketball if you want to get involved into that. You think about partying. You think about hustling and trying to make money. So they're the exception, but I wholeheartedly agree that the hustle isn't there. The reason why I've seen that is being in radio, I've seen fellow interns from SiriusXM uh, when I interned at Power 106. I've seen people who are just doing it for fun. They're just fucking around. They barely do anything. They don't want to learn how to edit. They don't want to do the behind-the-scenes stuff where it's it's cleaning up content. What I mean by that is, hey, take out the sentence I said. Go figure it out. It's probably towards the last, last end of the show. Please take out the sentence where I badmouth, let's say, Kanye West. And, and you could tell who's down to do it and who's not. I've had a former co-host, which I'll dial a bit and talk about it in in more extensive manner, on another pod, but uh, when this co-host was single, I told him, hey, go learn Pro Tools because I need help. I can't do the editing, mixing, social media, meaning Twitter, archiving all the audio, buying the hard drives, training you guys, making relationships. Both were not willing to help. And And there's more depth and layer to that, by the way. They were both single. What One guy, you know, he wanted to change his careers. And while he was single for a whole year, I kept bugging him. Hey, this semester in spring starts in January this. 
hey, they're actually teaching the class in Pro Tools during the summer, and, and it starts at this date. Hey, the fall season starts this at this date. They have openings in the evening. No work. There's no work ethic at all. I wouldn't even say a fucking silver spoon. They're born with a buffet all set and ready for them. So there's a lot of Filipinos, you know, um, including myself. I was born on third base. Uh, there's so many different levels to it. My my father's side, they belong to a pharmaceutical company, probably the sixth largest pharmaceutical company in the Philippines. I was an illegitimate child. My mom was the other woman. So we had a humble home in the city of BF Homes in Manila. And we we had a helper. When when things got hectic, my dad would bring in a driver. But probably to my other cousins, possibly because with without the proper introduction, they looked down at me. And those ones are, are rich cousins of mine. Very wealthy, I would say. So they're born on third base. I don't know if they think they hit a triple. I never thought I hit a triple. And to... The school system that I went to, Benedictine Abbey, to some people, they thought of us, meaning me and my brother, as rich. Oh, you guys have a home. You guys have someone dropping you off in a car. Where uh, the lesser fortunate classmates of mine would ride the bus and that that was uh, societally seen as like, oh, you're, you're the lower class. And, and there's levels to being born on third base. The problem is when they think they hit a triple. Like my worst experience was one of the co-hosts who I was training. I would bust my ass trying to edit his breathing. I would do all the social media and aforementioned mixing and uh, outputting, finding a place to be put on. It was taken for granted. You know, they carried themselves like I was the help to my career or they were the help to my career. When actually, if I would have been a Ronin rogue, which I should have done, Many, many moons ago, I probably would have been far more successful, had more time, had more time to pursue other things in podcasting and radio. But again, I'll extensively cover a lot of that story. So we'll go back to Mason and Ireland on ESPN 710. And then they had O'Shea Jackson, which is Ice Cube's son, and he grew up privileged. So they asked him the question, um, does it hurt or help? Here's O'Shea's answer to that. Oh, it's, it's for sure a give and take. It's for sure a gift and a curse. Um, you know, you, uh, of course, the, the blessing of it all is obvious. But the curse side of it, you know, I, I go into a lot, of, a lot of meetings and a lot of things with people feeling like they already have an idea of the type of person that I am. Right. Um, as far as, you know, my dad being a rapper and I think I'm about to come in there with like 20 guys and like, the whole nine and all that, but it's a, it's up to you showing that you're, you know, you're there to work and it's all about how you were raised and who you were raised by to show your work ethic. You but know, I, I know, I, I know Clay Thompson comes from an NBA champion, but he didn't act like he was one until he won a few. There it is. Clay Thompson did not act like he was privileged. It, it's terrible working with people like that. Now with Asians, the way we're, we're raised is the mother and father bust their ass. So that way you growing up, you don't. When they start passing, they you receive the fruits of your parents. 
And then the cycle moves forward where you give it to your kids. And that cycle moves on. I did not have that because when my dad passed away, he hired the stupidest, dumbest lawyers. And we went into a family code fuck up. Let me just say that. I mean, we were we were due, I want to say, seven figures. But nope, 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 nope. The lawyers didn't realize that, hey, there's a family code, and since you're the second family, the most you get is 25%. Yep. And guess what? Because my mom was the other woman, and they did get married after my dad's first mom passed away. We were still seen as an outside family. Uh, when my dad was alive, post-2006, I would visit my dad. I was formally introduced to my aunts and uncles, who at that time uh, welcomed me fairly well. I had a, a cousin or two that looked at me like I was a shit bag. Well, I don't mind someone looking at me like I'm a shit bag because I am a fucking dickhead. But, you know, if I'm acting proper, they looked at me with disdain. And which is this whole uh, mental diaspora to Filipinos uh, in Manila. And I'm learning the Chinese have this. I'm learning every Southeast Asian has this. And guess what? It's global. This, this whole societal, hey, my nose is up, so I'm better than yours. And you're an outside kid. So fuck off. But the interesting thing is uh, we had a short stint in New York. And I felt bad for myself because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to meet all these kids. And, you know, I had a truth bone in me, but I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I could hang out with you guys because, you know, my, you know, my mom isn't married to my dad. My dad is married to someone else. They're not together. But I remember this one girl, Lucille, was like, dude, no one, no one from here have their dads. It was it was such a good feeling that these Gen Xers, these latchkey kids, were all like, no, our parents aren't together. So let's just hang out. Let's play fucking dodgeball. So that made me feel good. And you know what? Growing up, I have an allegiance more to people who earn their keep. Hopefully it doesn't offend my friend. My good friend Andrew, he's the oldest of like four or five other siblings. He now independently moved from living in Glendale and Burbank to Canada with his wife and and he helped support his uh, brothers and sisters as they were growing up dope dude my my one of my dearest friends also Jeremy while he's working one job you know working as a project manager but on the weekends he would try to hustle and grind some more and he would work for Uber another fellow Leo like myself I've always I've always worked two jobs Sometimes three jobs. I never made six figures solely in one job. But let's say if there's one company A, I would work two, three jobs within that company. As far as for one job, six figures, I I never made that. I I remember working as a data entry person while I was an account executive. I would work an extra four hours, six hours on a Saturday just to have extra cheese. So I can lie to bitches and give them the perception that I'm fucking rich. I would do that. My good friend Nathan, we both live in Glendale. Um, brilliant photographer. He hustles. You know, he's he's not 
born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He's helped his parents, and I won't go into detail about that because that's his story. My good friend Warren. It came to a time where my generation, I graduated high school in 1992. I used to use the term fag or faggot loosely. Even if you weren't an athlete, you, you could use that term loosely. And, and I was wrong. I, I can admit now that I was wrong. And by the way, I use that term in context to how bad I was. Okay? You know, my good friend Warren, he's gay. And, um, you know, he's, he stands on his own two feet. Move from L.A. to New York. Move back to L.A. Now back to New York. There's no parental help. That's a different frame of mind. You know how many fuckos out there that I know that moved from, let's say, Minnesota to L.A., sponsored by your parents, lived in L.A., did not make it, now went back to school in New York, still sponsored by their parents? They're moving in their fucking 30s. And they act like shitheads. Total fucking minion fuckhead. But they think they're the shit. They don't realize you ain't shit if it weren't for your parents' money. I know two, three people in production that I fucking wanted to vomit that I met through other circles who are just like that. And they act like they're the shit. There's an article, right, that I found on Instagram. Dan Gilbert's son, AJ. Dan Gilbert is the founder of Quicken Loans. He owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's just say he's filthy rich. At this Instagram post by 59 problems, you spell 50 with words, the number nine in problems. They talk about born on third base uh, on this one article where AJ is a co-founder. They say UM entrepreneurs top branding market at 19 years old. But the problem with that here, let me read the quote for it. This is from uh, AJ Gilbert. We started it from nothing. It took a lot of hard work, but we're passionate about putting our fir- customer first. Going that extra mile to deliver what they need, which isn't always easy. But we were able to slowly build a loyal customer base and develop a local reputation and overall a great service. A.J. Gilbert said, who is in the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts. Their top vendor is Quicken Loans, which is his father's founded company. His company wouldn't be shit if it weren't for his dad. And, and that's the mentality that is fucking the biggest crock of bullshit. That, that's... Being born on third base is not the issue. It's thinking you hit a fucking triple. I went to high school with the founders of Dr. Bronner Soap. David and Michael. I was a sophomore. I met Michael Bronner, his, the older brother. Uh, actually, the whole family's balanced. I've, I've been to their home. I'm not, I'm painting the, it may sound like I'm painting the picture that they were like extra, extra good friends. We were like great friends till high school, maybe a year or two after that. And then, you know, uh, everyone moves on. Great people. My great friend, Michael, at that point went to Brown. The oldest brother, David, went to Harvard. I forget what the sister, which school she went to. Beautiful people. Never acted privileged. Very generous. Went to visit him in San Diego. I lost my contacts. I told Mrs. Bronner, you know what Mrs. Bronner did? She, she offered to pay for the contacts. Amazing people. That's why I support Dr. Bronner. Now, I used her soap probably no more than 10 times. But Jesus Christ, I, I, I wholeheartedly support that product and like to spread that. I have like six bottles just because I bought. 
I don't know. I just like to use, I just like to shower with dial. And in my metrosexual 40s, sometimes I like to use uh, shampoos that don't dry my hair that much. They're shampoo and conditioner combinations in, in my own metrosexual way that I like to use. So that's an example of someone being born on third base, but they don't act like they hit a triple. So that's the one thing, I, you know, I've seen this cross-culturally. I've, I've dated spoiled Latin girls where like in their 20s, their, their parents buy them cars and they expect it. So it, it, it's a viral spread. It's a viral spread, this, this mentality. And if, if you find people like that, stay, away the, stay the fuck away from them. By the way, this pod, this is not me trying to fucking church note you. This is more of a note to self and learn from my fuck-ups because I've fucked up. So that's a short pod that I did for you, my lovely folks. Don't feel bad. This is life. And some people have it harder. That's just the situation. But yes, I appreciate you listening. Spread the word. I mean, I'll be playing an interview. I want you to get to know my friends. Uh, long form interviews are coming also on the fourth or fifth episode. I'm going to be playing a bunch of music for you just to listen to Asian unfiltered and I'm out Asian unfiltered on Apple podcasts and iTunes. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.